Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is Garrett the Bear, and I'm back to you guys again with a brand new episode of the Garrett the Bear Show podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be sitting down and talking with one of my very good friends named Eli. We're going to be talking all about NBA free agency in 2021. Today, as of recording this, it is the beginning of free agency, and we're super, super excited about it. We have been talking basketball since we met back before freshman year started. We met the summer before freshman year and really just bonded over basketball, got to know each other because of basketball. Basketball really just brought us together, so we've been friends ever since, been talking about basketball ever since. It's been great. So sit back, relax. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the show, and let's get right into it. All right, so... Today's episode, I've got my boy Eli on today. We're going to be talking a lot about NBA free agency, offseason stuff, because right now, like literally as of recording this, it's been free agency for two hours, and there's already so much action going on. So Eli, my man, welcome to the show. What's going on? So we've got a lot to unpack here today, because we've just been talking a little bit before recording, and it's already insane. Like We have to get going, because there's just so much to talk about, so... First thing was, the very first thing I saw, and I'm pretty sure the very first thing that actually came out on free agency was Lonzo Ball signing a four-year, $85 million deal with the Chicago Bulls. Now, what, what, are, your, what are your take on that? What's your thought on that, my man? All right. Well, actually, I have their depth chart pulled up right now. Okay, and I was just okay. We like, a man with, we like a man with research here. Yes, sir. This is, so this is why you're here. Five. Their starting five isn't bad. So we got Lonzo and Zach Levine. That's going to be a crazy backcourt like we Dude. talked about. Lob City, bro. <laughs> they got Patrick Williams, which is a good, going to be a good second-year sophomore. Yeah. Like, he's a great defensive player. Daniel Tice. Oh, I forgot about Nicola. him. Oh, Nicola. I forgot about Vucevic, too. Yes. Dude, so that bro. is a good starting five. That now, is, that's, that's definitely a playoff team in the East. Yeah. Seven or eight seed. So I, I was going to say seventh or eighth seed, yeah. yeah. And then Easy. their bench. Ugh, man, uh, they, they need some work. They but. still got work to do because they 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 traded in the deal. It was Lonzo to the Bulls in a sign and trade for like Tomas Sadaransky, Garrett Temple, and a second, a second round pick. Like, so two de- two de- two uh, bench players just went to New Orleans, which I feel like that's an underpay. But New Orleans lost that trade. Definitely. Oh yeah, I think I think Lonzo definitely is one of the most overhated players in I, the league. I agree, hundred percent. Like, he's one of those that, once you look, you know, like, too far, and by the end of this contract, in four years, you know, Chicago's going to maximize his potential, I think, and oh, New yeah. Orleans is really going to see, like, dude, if we had kept Lonzo around and paid him and gave him the, you know, the primary ball handler point guard role with Zion and Brandon Ingram, they could have been, you know, a championship team oh, yeah. in the next five years, you know? Oh, yeah. Because that, that's such yeah, a good young talent that they're just kind of wasting. Yeah, because, like, Brandon Ingram is pretty much the second coming of KD but just not right I mean like he's a really good offensive player and like we all know Zion so right and that's the thing like his fit with the Pelicans I feel like was good because you know you had a ball with the primary ball handler he was a passer a pass first guard which is rare um I mean rare to get one that's like super talented like he is that can also shoot 38 percent from three which is outstanding mm. but you get Brandon Ingram who can score in the wing and finish at the rim and shoot and then you got Zion. Like you, you've got three really great building pieces, and they just let Lonzo walk. Well, basically let him walk because what they're getting back isn't a lot. Is it, it's not going to that match up at all to Lonzo's um, impact on the game? I don't think. Oh, obviously not this free agency. But what do you think of what Zion will do in the upcoming year? Well, I think I think Zion 
if if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top 10 player in the league easy. Like without a doubt, like he will be top 10 player yeah. in the league. But I also feel like the Pelicans messed up again back to Lonzo because you're not going to get a guy who's so willing to pass to Zion and like will go out of their way to get Zion the ball. You're not going to get another guy like that unless you sign like Chris Paul or some other pass first guard, you know. Yeah. Because, like, so, Lonzo Zion, is the definition of a pass-first point guard. Right, he's your Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd type. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you can't maximize Zion if you don't have a guy to give him the ball. And obviously they've really adapted Zion, especially this year, like halfway through, they adapted him to, like, the the primary ball handler, which is why Zion or Lonzo was only down to, like, six assists a game or something. So, you know, you, mm-hmm. had, you had Zion kind of playing that LeBron role where he was the big and the scorer and the ball handler. Like, he was taking all yeah. the things. And to an extent that works, but... That's not going to get you very far. They didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. So like that's what a lot of people don't like think about like egos and stuff. Like so, you're always going to have a bunch of scores and like like Brandon Ingram. I think he wants to be the man. Like, but he's not. Like Zion is the man, and I think there is going to be conflict in the future whenever you have him and Zion on the same team, and eventually they're going to get another star there or a good sub above average star. So I, I don't know if New Orleans will ever really work out to be honest. I feel like there's going to come a time where history will repeat itself and the same thing that happened with Anthony Davis will very it more likely than not will happen with Zion. Like they're going to like you said they're going to have conflict. Ingram's going to want to be the guy. Zion is going to be clearly the guy. So they're going to move on from Ingram. And then eventually it's just going to be Zion and a bunch of mediocre pieces. So you're going to yeah. end up losing Zion because he's going to get upset and want to leave. And, you know, you'll have to trade him because if you let him walk, then you get him, you lose him for nothing. And then you're back at square one with, you know, first overall picks because everybody's bad. And they don't really have yeah. many of their own picks, I don't think. They have a bunch of Lakers picks. Yeah, I mean, just in general, New Orleans has historically not been a good place for sports. Yeah, um, but especially I mean, in recent, no one, recent basketball yeah, like, history, it's been terrible. Like, really, no one wants – it's like it's not a big market. No one really wants to go there. Right. It's just – Now, I will say on that ticket, it's like if you can keep Zion happy, then you can get guys to come and play with him that will want to yeah. play alongside Zion to help him win because, like, I, that, I you know, that happens all the time. I definitely think Zion wants to stay there because, like, when he got drafted, he said that he wants to win a chip with them. Well, there's there's that, but also you got to think guys pretty much are forced into saying that kind of stuff to an extent. Yeah, you know? they get to, you know. Like you can't just say you can't get drafted to a team and be like, "Okay, yeah, I'll play here, but if we don't win, I'm leaving." You know, you can't say that cuz that that automatically puts the wrong image in your team's head and you might end up getting traded just because you said that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's just um, that's just a lot of media like dealing with like the, you know, he has to say that. Now, obviously, yeah. if he can do it, great, but it's I not have, looking the they, best. They're a long way for them, even making the playoffs. I think there are a decent ways for them. So. Right. Now, I, especially I in the West like, this year, the West is yeah. insane. They'll probably be, like, number 14 or 15. Like, if it, I'm not it, even kidding. it definitely wouldn't surprise me in the least, especially, you I know, think, you got you got the Lakers with Westbrook coming in. Then you've got a healthy Warriors team. You've got a healthy Nuggets team, a healthy – well. When's Jamal Murray supposed to get back? Is he is he going to come back this uh, coming season? He probably will come back like later on towards the playoffs. I was going to say closer to All Star break playoff time. Yeah, but 
But he's going to be rusty either way. But it's going to be, you know, on paper it's a healthy Nuggets team. They're going to have a Jazz, the Jazz that are they just signed. No, the Nuggets got actually it's one of the things I have written down. The Nuggets got um, Jeff Green from the Nets. He signed a two-year deal with the with the Nuggets, which for the Nets is a loss defensively. But uh, I mean, it's not like a huge because they have KD, Kyrie, and Harden, so it's not a huge loss. But it's still one of their better role players is gone. Yeah, uh, that's something that uh, I feel like Brooklyn is too emphasized on star power. Right. Well, and that's that's the like... LeBron James theory, you know. Like, you know, LeBron yeah. always says you you can have two, three stars on a team with you know semi okay depth and be just fine because the star power will overshadow and it will it will kind of blind you from like the bad. Like, because whenever they won in twenty twenty, it was LeBron, AD, and Kuzma was the third best player or KCP yeah. or whoever. You know, it was. You know, you had to get in order to win. You had to get an outstanding game from one of your subpar role players. And that, and that's another thing about that place that I was talking about. We were just talking about with New Orleans, like who, like I know everybody on that team knows Katie's the man. Right. But you're telling me that doesn't bite Kyrie and it doesn't bite Harden. Well, I can, I can. Not the guy. I would say it bites Harden more than Kyrie, just because Kyrie's played with LeBron. And really, yeah, Kyrie's he's never really been the leading option on anything. No. And he was that time in the Celtics, but that like that year or two is when T- Tatum started to blossom. So really, yeah. he knew he was out of there because I mean, it was just there was just a lot of toxic locker room stuff going on there, and it wasn't really because that was his first time leading his own team, so he didn't really know how to take it. So now he's like, okay, let's go to the Nets. Lead the team for a year, but barely even play, and then have Kevin Durant, James Harden come in. Because Kyrie, I would say technically, is the third option on that team. So yeah, he's not really sure. doing much leading of the team, and especially um, is, he can whenever is, they both sit. But is James Harden technically the point guard when healthy? Yes. On that team, they they okay. they've made it clear that Harden's the point guard, Kyrie's the shooting guard. Then you've got like Joe yeah, Harris, Durant, and then probably Blake Griffin at small ball center. That's what they've been doing. They've been running yeah. him at center, which I think is good. It, Especially because he's adjusted his role, because he's like a ten point per game sto- scorer, but he'll get you know two three steals and get rebounds. He's a good for rebounder. Him. Yeah, he's a good rebounder. He's still got his his vertical, not necessarily as much on the offensive end trying to use it, but he still is a contributor, which is good because I was yeah. afraid he was about to be out of the league before long. Yeah, and you know, and DeAndre's still there, right? He's just hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt, and they've benched him too because he a little mix of injuries, I think, and then. You know they don't really have a need for a big man who can't shoot. You know, especially with that yeah. team, because their their whole philosophy is outscore the other team. At least it seems that way. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna yeah, because, go out there like, trying to play are, a big defense. Yeah, they're they're a very bad defensive team. Yeah, which is like which is why it's bad that they gave up Jared Allen, who just signed a five year, yeah. hundred million dollar deal uh, with the Cavs. Cleveland. I think that's a great pickup for them, though, honestly, because he can be yeah. franchise cornerstone center type, especially if he learns how to shoot. And, you know, Cleveland's another place that's just weird, too. Because, you know, their best player is Colin Sexton. Yeah. Right? I, don't, I, don't see, like, I don't see him staying. Colin Sexton, Darius yeah. Garland are the best, too. It's like, but is Colin, even if you can keep Colin Sexton, is he good enough to be the man on any team? I feel like he's the kind of guy. He reminds me a lot of, like, you know, he'll, he'll be a guard. That could he'll I bet you I bet you he'll end up being a six man, and being yeah. like an Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston type, where he's a good oh, solid yeah. six man that's like a like a journeyman. Once he gets traded from the Cavs or leaves the Cavs, I bet it's only a matter of time before he hops like you know 
stays two years, leaves, stays a year, leaves, and just goes all around the league. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys. Like, I could really see him, you know, backing up, say, De'Aaron Fox in uh, Sacramento. Yeah. They could do a Buddy Heald deal. A, that's another weird place, man. Sacramento, like, dude, I'm telling you, there's so there's many just, so many weird places. It, yeah. But and another weird place is Charlotte, man. Let me tell you about Charlotte. Yeah. I just saw some. That's, I, I'm that's really, what I got written down, dude. I'm <laughs> really freaking excited. See, I was I was really hoping that Lonzo, because there was there was a rumor that it was Devonte Graham and Lonzo Ball would do like a, a double sign and trade. So they would sign and trade Devonte Graham, and they would sign and trade Ooh, Lonzo. Man. Get Lonzo on Charlotte oh, with man. Lonzo and Lamelo, and then you see they just announced that today Leangelo made the Charlotte summer league roster. Yeah. So you I would get that. you would get yeah. the Ball brothers. All in the same because you know with Lamelo and Lonzo, if they're on the actual starting lineup roster, it's only a matter of time before Leandro's at least in the fourteen man roster that goes to games and dresses out every day. Oh man, you know that's only yet, so if if that would have happened, it would have been over. I think story, man. that would be the best story. Lavar would be right. The media would go insane, and I think it would be a matter of time before Charlotte took over the league because those guys have oh, so yeah. much chemistry and so much talent together, like. Offensively and even defensively, like they they're they are scrappy, they're fast. They would have the quickest team and like the least like yeah. I think it's like the fastest pace in the league for sure. I guarantee and you, they it's, would it's have a them. very young team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like is Gordon Hayward's got to be the oldest guy on. There. I think Gordon like, Hayward is just now like thirty or thirty one. Yeah, like, maybe even twenty nine. That's prime age. Right, and so, you know he yeah. he's not even the first option. Lamelo's the first option. You know you get yeah, you got Lamelo. Dude, I'm telling you, could you play him at shooting guard. That's the beauty of it, because you've got Lonzo, who's six seven, or six six. Lamelo six six, six seven, six eight. Leangelo's like six five. So you get Leangelo playing the two, Lonzo running point, and Lamelo at the small forward, or probably Lonzo at the small forward for defense. And then you have you know PJ, and then they just got um, Plumley. I think it was they got Mason Plumley from the Pistons. In some deal, I don't even remember what happened, but they got Plumlee, and they also have Zeller, I think, backing up still. So and yep. and Gordon Hayward, like, come on, Gordon Hayward's still there. What Leangelo wouldn't start, but you know you have Gordon Hayward at the, at the three. But that would be a nasty team, especially out east. Oh yeah, man, nasty. And Lonzo's a great defensive player. Oh, Lonzo, you know he what's he like three steals per game, two and a half steals per game kind of guy. Like oh, he's kind of crazy. crazy. Against guards, too, and he's got the size, which is great to his advantage. You know, you've got the size. Yeah, and like you said, you can put him at small forward because, like, really, oh, yeah. like, let's be honest, in the NBA, it's positionless. On offense, the fir- yeah, the first three positions are positionless. Point guard, shooting Honestly, guard, you could forward. you could even argue for the first four positions as long as you're, yeah. you know, like, because they've got, like, the one name comes to mind, P.J. Tucker, you know. In his career, he's played, he's played center, he's played power forward, he's played everything but point guard. He's played all yeah. of them but point guard. Just because yeah. of his skill set. Because if you've got the skill set and a, you know a build, like Lonzo could play one through three easy, because yeah. he's strong and he's quick and he's got good defensive IQ. So he could pl- he could guard one through three and maybe even one through four if you get the right matchup. You know yeah, if you get a, like, if you get a stretch four you he could guard him. In the NBA, whoever brings the ball down the floor that play is the point guard. Right. Like that's why LeBron's get... been called the point guard hundred exactly. Times. Which LeBron at this point in his career I would say. Like even in two K, he's like a point guard slash small forward or something. Yeah. So one of those weird hybrids. Yeah. But and even Giannis, he'll take the ball down the floor and just oh, like yeah. go as far as he can oh, with yeah. the basket. And like I said earlier, even Zion's been taking the ball. He's been he's been dribbling mm-hmm. the ball a lot. 
which is why yeah. Lonzo has been more of a spot-up shooter instead of the playmaker, which is clearly kind of detrimental to their success. But, I mean, he's a good shooter, but he's better in his role as a playmaker. Yeah. But, oh, Charlotte, man. Dude, Charlotte's crazy. I wish, I really wish that Lonzo would have signed there, but he got his bag in Chicago for sure. And I think it's going to be really, really exciting. What is it, 90 mil? Uh, is that what it is? Four-year, 85 million. So that's like, yes, that's like 20, 20 plus million a year. So he's definitely getting his bag. And he just came off of his uh, rookie deal, which was like, he was a second pick. So it was like 8 million or something, six or mm. 8 million per year. It's like a, it's like a two plus one or something, which is kind of wild. Chicago's a fun city, man. A lot Dude, of people like Chicago. Chicago's going to be, I'm excited for that backcourt. And I, I would actually put money. I would be willing to put money that we get Alonzo Ball all-star appearance this year. Yeah, I could see it. Because we got LaMelo last year in the Rising Stars game. I could see both Lonzo and LaMelo being all-stars this coming season. Especially yeah, because, it's you know, at this point it's mostly popularity. So Lonzo in a new town, he's going to be like second option behind Zach Levine. Like he'll, I bet Lonzo's a 15-plus point per game scorer this year. Yeah, and that is that is his role. Like right. second option. Second option. Score, he'll be yeah. the, the fast break guy. He'll be passing. He'll be a 15-10 and 10 guard with two steals a game, and he'll be an all-star. I would yeah, bet money. I say that. And I, I would even go as far as to say most improved player. But there's a lot of yeah. guys on that list. So, and it, Yeah, and he'll get lots of votes from Chicago, man, because they Dude. love their hometown. Right. And they're the a great basket- city in the United States. Exactly. They're, they're a great basketball city. They love their team. Yeah. So you're going to get like, a ton of love in Chicago. That's why we know Zach Levine so much. Like, if Zach Levine was in, Tim- in the Timberwolves, like, we would never, ever hear of him. Dude. So. He would be the guy that dunked all the time. Which is another thing. Yeah. I saw something the other day that said, he is he? it was a question. It was like, is Zach Levine the best in-game dunker of all time? He's I can, there, I can see that. He's up there with, like, Vince Carter and those guys. Like, in-game, Blake Griffin, man. Blake Griffin, fine. Blake Griffin was crazy. Yeah. But I think, honestly, Zach bigger, Levine is, so. Zach Levine, I think, is better overall dunker-wise. Like, in-game, dude. I saw a dunk a, a dunk reel of him in Team USA just recently. This dude was like catching catching misses off the off the back iron and was just like slamming him over people. Like these things that you do on like a six seven foot rim, he was doing over <laughs> actual defense. Like this thing is this dude is insane. And so hey, imagine he had a good three ball. Exactly, he tied the three point record fourteen threes in a game. Like that's insane. And Lonzo's yeah, up player. to Lonzo's going to be shooting thirty plus percent three. So you got two shooters. That's going to be nice. That's going to oh, yeah. be such a nice backcourt. And, oh. and, you know, Lonzo's a good defensive player along with Patrick Williams. Right. So, and like, so Lonzo's defense, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure how Zach Levine is as, as a defender, but probably he's okay. He's, he's, he's not, he's not a negative. He's just kind of there. But Lonzo's defense, Lonzo's going to be guarding their best guard, the other team's best guard. So Zach Levine will be kind of, his, his defense will kind of be hidden by Lonzo's defense. Enough. Lonzo's defense and is going to help. A lot. Really, there's only like a handful, like three point guards that are really true offensive beasts. True. Steph Curry, easy. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. I'd know, say that, I'd that say, might be it. Man. I'd say Chris Paul's an offensive beast purely because of that mid range. His mid range is unstoppable. Yeah, I can see that. There's and Russell Westbrook is obviously an offensive beast because yeah. Mr. Triple Double, you know, yeah. the record, but. That, so they're that's gonna have offensive crazy. Sure. They're gonna have Patrick Williams guarding. See, he's young. He'll struggle guarding the small forwards of this era. But isn't he a but power Daniel, forward technically? Uh, 
on this depth chart, it has him as a sh- small four. But he'll mm. probably go hand in hand. Yeah, because Daniel Tice is there now. Yeah, that's true. Because he's, he's a big, he's great shot blocker. That's true. He's a really good defender. I, I watched him with the Celtics because he was always that. He was their center. He was their starting center for a time. So yeah. he was like the six. He was he six six nine six ten. Like he's, he's a short. Like he's short for a center, and he's actually a power forward. But I think it's gonna be a really good role for him. And if if they can just get their bench lineup, because I saw something. I mean, obviously it's not real now because uh, Derrick Rose re-signed with the Knicks. But there was a thing that they wanted to get both D. Rose and Lonzo. They wanted to get both of them. Oh, and I'm sure, and Derrick Rose, that's his hometown. I'm sure he would love to go back. He would. But also, he had talked a lot about going back to the Knicks, and he has re-signed with the Knicks. I think it's like a two-year deal. But the Knicks also yeah, brought back, the Knicks brought back Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks on like $30 million deals, like three-year, $30 million or something. But Noel is a great. Much, man. That's their supporting cast. I mean, that's that's great deals because Noel was like second or third in block shots this year, or something. Dude, I, I know someone who's getting paid maybe a little too much, but we'll talk about that later. When Alec Burks. Alec no. Burks is getting. I think. I mean, for for his role, I think he's getting paid just fine, especially because they could run it back and be like a four-five seed, maybe if Julius Randle decides to play basketball, but. <laughs> I'm talking Duncan Robinson, man. My, that dude. is a lot of money. But bro. you gotta think though. You gotta think though. That he's a valuable player. Yeah, he he's is. a he's shooter. A great player. He's a great shooter. Like five years, ninety million. I feel like it's honestly a steal because that's under twenty million dollars a year on that team where you okay, have yeah. you have like two and a half guys signed a max. You have Jimmy that just signed a max extension. You have Bam that signed his max deal. His his uh, it's like his. The deal that comes after the rookie, like whenever, you know, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, all those guys signed their max extensions, their rookie max extensions or whatever. Bam mm-hmm. was on that list and signed a max extension. So he's also uh, on a max contract. Are we about to talk about the Heat, man? Dude, I got some Heat stuff for you, brother. The Heat right, are looking the Heat them. are looking nice. So the Heat just, just signed Kyle Lowry. with a, It was a sign trade with the Raptors. The Raptors got... Goran Dragic and Preston Sachua, which I think is all right. It's a decent haul for them, especially because they're they're going younger. Dragic is going to be veteran leadership, and Achua is going to be potentially a starter for that team. I would say because he got yeah, minutes on a playoff Achua, Heat team. So. He is a yeah, he's a great player. Like for how young he is, he's right. a great player. I haven't seen much of him, but I have seen that he's a solid defender and he's a forward. So I mean, that's a valuable position in itself. So, but yeah, man, so it's going to be good for those listening. Like. I'm a Lakers fan, but I love you love the you some Jimmy Butler Miami man. Heat. Yeah, Dude, like I love the grit and grind of that team. See, I, and Kyle Lowry oh. only adds to that. Dude, I'm saying, bro, I love the a, culture. I love their culture. Yeah, we'll say because Kyle Lowry, he'll he'll freaking take a charge. He'll do whatever. He will Dude, play some dirty ball. If you take a charge, if you're game. an NBA player and you take a charge, I automatically have so much respect for you. It's not even funny. Like literally. Yeah. I remember it was it was the finals. I think he took like four charges in game. Yeah. In the closeout game of the series, like he took yeah. like four he charges. Did that game. He did it in the All Star game. It was so. Dude, funny. that he was is, awesome. I remember that. That was so funny. And he smiled, looked at the camera. <laughs> it was so funny. But like, I love Kyle Lowry. You got Kyle Lowry. You know, Duncan Robinson's probably gonna start at the two. If they're yeah. paying him that much, he's gonna start. You got Jimmy yeah, Butler because he, he's been trying to start for three yes. years. I think they're gonna have to take Tyler Hero off the bench, yeah. or even they could put him at the two, Duncan at the three, Jimmy at the four, because, and Bam at the five. Well, D- Duncan he fits perfectly at the shooting guard because oh, I think so too. he he is like the definition like shooting guard in my eyes. When it comes like yeah. okay, well, I mean obviously Jordan Kobe, but when it comes to 
the not being the man shooting guard. You're he talking is the perfect shooting. You're like Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Joe yeah. Harris type. Yep. Like, like he is. I'm gonna stand on the wing, point guard. You go drive in and then pass it to me, and I'm gonna shoot it. That exactly. is exactly. He is perfect. Exactly. Because this dude on the catch and shoot, this guy's got such a good smooth rhythm. Like he'll shoot forty percent just standing in the corner, and he'll you know he'll shoot fifteen threes a game. You know, he'll shoot 15 because that's his role. Yeah. He's a shooter. He's going to shoot that many shots. And he's not going to take anything inside the arc because he's never going to get there. You know? Yep. He is He is the second coming of Clay Thompson. Dude. So. I think Clay Thompson, he, he's Clay Thompson to me. He's Clay Thompson minus the defense because his defense yeah. still is, it needs work. And he's a little bit slower. He's a little bit slower. But man, and this it, dude's shot stroke is yeah. nice. If you people don't know the Duncan Robinson story, that man played Division three basketball. Bro, I actually and he is a starter in the NBA now. It's funny to me because because literally yesterday I was sitting in here and I was watching the uh, it was the Ringer podcast. It was a JJ Redick podcast, and he was talking to Duncan Robinson. And yeah. to hear that man's like perspective and his insight is kind of crazy. And where he came from, he's like he was like a twenty six year old rookie, twenty five year old rookie. Him and Kendrick yeah. Nunn were like 24, 25-year-old rookies. Like, and they he, played. Yeah. This dude went humble. like five he's years humble. in high school. Oh, he's so humble. He's crazy. So that means, the you know, he could have probably gotten more money. I feel like he could have gotten more money. But he's like, dog, I'm trying to win here. So, yeah. especially, you know, with Jimmy Butler, he just signed the max. They got Kyle Lowry. They were, they were probably like, okay, you got to take a little less money. And one thing, so I, one, got... thing, one thing I really like about this year's free agency class, there's a lot of five-year deals. Four or five year deals. You're getting a lot of long term contracts that are like twenty twenty million a year, like ten anywhere from like ten to twenty million a year, you're getting a lot of those longer deals. Which I think is great because that keeps that keeps like the trade market open a little bit because these are really tradable contracts. And then you also have like guys aren't gonna be leaving after two years. They're gonna stay three plus and then, you know, the teams are gonna develop and it's I feel like the next five years, four or five years in the league is gonna be really good quality basketball. Because all these guys are going to stay with their teams and they're going to develop and they're going to learn how to gel together, you know? Yeah. And, like, Miami, from what I hear, a lot of NBA players love Miami and the city. And, you know, it's just it's one of the most popular hotspots for players to go. Right. It's either L.A., New York, or Miami, really. Those are the yep. three biggest yep. markets. And, like, you know, people want to play there. They love the weather. And the culture now is insane, so I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Cold, I wouldn't be surprised if after you know Lowry and Jimmy are done there, once Bam takes over, I wouldn't be surprised if they got you know an all-star guard to sign there in free agency. I could see, like I said, like I was talking about earlier, or like the guy mentioned earlier, De'Aaron Fox. This dude could leave Sacramento. Yeah. He could go play for the Heat once Jimmy and yeah. once Jimmy and Lowry are gone because they're. They're gonna get older and True. they're gonna regress. So I could see some guy kind of like that, so, really coming to his own with the Heat culture. So Tyler, not Tyler, Goran. You said he went to Toronto. Yeah. The, the The deal was it was a Lowry. It was a sign trade. So they, they signed Lowry, traded for Dragic, and they signed for uh, Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. It was Precious. just those two. There wasn't any picks or anything. I don't think. Dang. I'm gonna miss Goran because he's he's low key a Heat legend, man. He is. He's been there forever. He, yeah, like he ever since the LeBron and D Wade era ended, he has been their point guard. So that's right. that's pretty sad. Yeah, but he played for what he played. He played for Phoenix and a bunch of bunch of that business. He yeah, was on Phoenix, Phoenix for yeah. a while. I think it was might have been just been the Phoenix Suns if I remember correctly. Was it just the Suns? Yeah. Or was so it before, team in the way? I think it was just the Suns and then the Heat. Yeah. 
But he, I so remember, like, man, he carried, he's been there for yeah. a minute. He's been there for a hot he, minute. He was the Heat for the year in between D-Wade and Jimmy. Yes, He true. was even an all-star. He was. I remember that. That was crazy. But so, I feel like once he's in Toronto, he's going to take that, that veteran leadership crazy. role. He's going to take that leadership role. And I would even say. He'll be Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he'll be. He won't be Kyle Lowry, no. But he'll he'll be in that sort of leadership role for the young guards like Van Vliet and those other guys. Um, but I think he's gonna start regressing yeah. to where you know he's he's gonna play on that team. I think he retires oh, yeah. a Raptor. Either he retires a Raptor or goes like a new team every year until he retires. Yeah, stop skipping around. Yeah, start skipping he'll around. be a, he'll be a he'll be definitely a journeyman in the last few years of his career. But talking oh, about the Suns, Garrett, what's that? We just seen. If that's true, we just seen Trevor Ariza leave the Heat, though. That's true. But the, I think so he was. That's gonna be interesting. He was on a minimum deal anyway. Uh oh. Oh wait, never mind. I saw Los Angeles and I got freaked out, but they just said free agent Nicholas Batum has agreed to a two-year deal to return to Los Angeles Clippers. I saw something. <laughs> I saw something that was like, um that Batum could go to the Warriors, but that didn't work out. Also, I just got a Woj bomb. Not really a Woj bomb. It's not that huge, but Alex Caruso is no longer a Laker. Guess where he signed? Uh, uh, the Heat. No, he signed in Chicago. Four years, $37 million. <laughs> He's no, going to back up Lonzo, bro. bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> bro, that's Slam City. Dude, that's three good dunkers. Bro, Caruso got his bag too, man. And also, Evan Fournier... Four year, seventy eight million to the Knicks. Wow. There's that's what crazy, the heck, bro. Man. There's so many dude, I'm just so I can refreshing and it's like woge bomb after woge bomb, dude. That's so nuts. Yeah, he's definitely seventh or eighth. They're definitely gonna be seventh or eighth seed. The Bulls, I agree. And Caruso is a mean defender. He's an underrated defend- defensive presence. He is gonna be nice on defense for Chicago because they're they're gonna have good oh, yeah. defensive guards and I think Zach Levine, you know, once Lonzo and Caruso come in, he's gonna kind of see their defensive work ethic and be like, I'm gonna play defense now. Because he could be a shot blocker. Zach Levine could be a heck of a shot. Because like Ben Simmons is a guy leads the league in blocking three point shots. I think it's like he he blocks the most three point shots in the league. I could see Zach Levine being a guy kind of like that on the perimeter where he would, you know, get his timing right and just jump and just block the shot out of the air, you know? Yeah. He could really be in that in that role if he really put it to him because he could do it. He can do just about anything. Yep. Oh, man. Really? But speaking of Ben Simmons, we got to talk about Ben Simmons. Oh, man. I know you really wanted this, to get into this one. This, this is a – this is, this is the one you really want to get into, Ben Simmons. The 76ers are saying – they want a package like what Boston got for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, which was a lot as far as I remember. I don't I don't I never followed the NBA at that point, but I know they got a ton as far as picks specifically for that. Boston got like picks that turned into like Tatum and Brown as far as I know. So they got good picks. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? Are the Sixers tripping? I think they're tripping. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I think Ben Simmons has got to go. I don't know where he's gonna go. Like, I really have no clue. Yeah. I've heard the Spurs. I've heard that would so be... many places. But oh man, see, I had a thought. But I, I thought. think what's that? 
Um, well, go go ahead and finish because you had a thought you were saying. You were in the middle of something. Didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say that I think Philly is going to decline because oh, we yeah. have seen Ben Simmons, who is like, if if he's not leaving, like, there's a problem because that's going to be the most toxic locker room ever. Because uh-huh. literally no one in the organization wants him there. The head coach, Doc Rivers, don't even want him there. Wow. That's going to be toxic. Dwight Howard just left. Oh. And, like, so that's. I forgot about center. that already. And if they get Danny Green to the Lakers, if Danny Green goes to the Lakers, he's gone too. That, that's another yeah. shooter around so like Ben Simmons. Like, shoot. There goes their depth. Like, it'll just be Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, and they'll be eighth seed Sixers like they've been before. So. Man. See, I have a thought that. I could really see the six because they're asking so much for Ben Simmons. I don't think they understand how low his trade value actually is because they're trying to get like three or four first round picks and young players. And I don't, yeah. I don't see, I don't just, I just don't see that happening unless you're crazy. Like his value is so low and obviously his upside is insane. He's got such potential still. He's what, like 24, 25. You know, I could see him going to the Knicks even because they just re-signed their... Actually, they had a bunch of cap space, but they just re-signed all their guys, so they may not have any anymore. But, you know, I could see them getting stuck with him. Like, nobody would want to match an offer or nobody would would want to give up anything because they're asking so much. I could see the Sixers getting stuck, and I could see him sitting out like what uh, Anthony Davis did in New Orleans that last year. I could see him sitting out and demanding a trade. Because it's going to get toxic. Because he's going to demand a trade, so that means they're going to get lowballed because nobody's going to pay four first-round picks for Ben Simmons, at least in this stage of his career. Because he doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a jump shot. He's been inconsistent. He's a great defender, obviously. Defensive player of the year caliber player. But you're not giving up. If you're a GM, you're not giving up three and four first-round picks for Ben Simmons, plus your young talent. Like, you know, the Warriors, they offered the Warriors. They wanted... They wanted Wiseman, Wiggins, and like two firsts, three firsts. No way you're giving that up for Ben Simmons. Just Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like there's absolutely no way that happens. So I think they get stuck with him. And my prediction is they get stuck with him. And they trade him, but they they have to take less. So they are in a sticky spot to where they don't have as many assets as they could have. So they're going to have to end up you know, trading Tobias or something. And then Embiid's going to be upset because he doesn't have any help. So I think it's going to crumble. I think, yeah, like exactly. you said, it's going to be toxic and it's going to end up crumbling really, really bad. And, like, you know, I, I hate to downgrade any player, but Ben Simmons, I I think people always say that he's insecure because people rip on him all the time about right. not being able to do this, not right. being able to shoot a three. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's true. I mean, it might be that case and it might just be all in his head. But it's the NBA. It doesn't matter. Like, right. we're trying to win basketball games. We're not trying to, you know, be your best friend. I, and that's, I, the, that's the harsh agree. matter of it. That's the harsh fact of how the business works. But, like, I'm not a Philadelphia fan. I actually hate almost all <laughs> Philadelphia sports. But if I was Philadelphia, I would be getting rid of Ben Simmons and trying my darn hardest to keep what I have left. Right, because I feel like, you know, if they handle the Ben Simmons situation poorly, that's going to reflect on Tobias, on Joel. Like, it's going to get bad, I feel. And like you were saying, um, shoot, I forgot. I forgot. I was going to say something, but I completely lost it. 
But there, you know, Ben Simmons, he plays the point guard sometimes, most of the time, actually. Right. And like they don't need him to. Like Seth Curry is a decent, right. above average point guard. I think. I think honestly, I think Simmons is best at point guard. You know, that's that's his bread and butter. And I remember what I was gonna say. You know, you said it's all. It's it's all of his shooting, all of his troubles with shooting. Because you know, you've seen the clips of him in practice. This man shoots yeah, like dominate. He dominates the three. He can shoot. He can shoot. He is fully capable of shooting. It's just in his head. And he's so insecure about his – he's so concerned with what people think and what people say that he's not yeah. focused on his game. He is focused on not looking bad, which in turn, yeah. you know, makes him pass up open layups to win a series in the playoffs. Yeah, and, true. you know, it makes him pass up shots because he's scared. And to me, if I'm a team, I don't want that in my on my team. No. Which is another reason no. why nobody's going to pay for four first-round picks for the guy. You, you're you never going to get that. It. You got to look at every player like they're a rookie, and you're just trying to figure out what they can do. And exactly. if you see that in a rookie, you're not going to want him. You're oh, going to no. look at someone else. Oh no! I bet if they, I bet if you redraft at the, the current state of that 27 or 2016 class, the current state of that class, I bet you know you don't take Simmons number one. You probably take Jalen Brown number one. You take Simmons. Yeah. You probably take Simmons top ten still. But given his confidence issues, I don't. I don't. I would never take him number one overall again. Yeah, because his confidence it, it, is so shot. Like I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. I really understand why it got that bad. Other than the fact that people are like, "Oh, he can't shoot." If they say you can't shoot. Go learn how to shoot. Get better at shooting. Yeah. He needs to work with his form because it's all kinds of whack anyway. But that's yeah. besides you the know, point. It's crazy what the NBA was like. Just four years then, Ben Simmons was treated like he was the second coming of. Magic Johnson. He was supposed to know? be, and he had the talent. Yeah. And in summer league, this man made like five threes a game, or something. Maybe not that many, but he made threes in summer league, and he's made threes in actual NBA games. Like he's he's shot. If you know, and honestly, yeah. when they go in, it doesn't look terrible. You know, if he can, yeah, he, like he just his confidence is so low. Like if he goes, what he needs to do, shoot New Orleans ought to try and get him. They could put yeah, together a package. Be that'd be that'd be def- definitely something. That'd different. be that'd be a good because just like Lonzo, Lonzo played in a big market. You know his confidence was a little shaken because it, you know behind LeBron. I mean you can't really you know yeah. move him to a smaller market team and he flourishes and he gets better and you can really figure out how he is as a player. Same with Ben Simmons if he leaves Philly, he could go to a small market team like San Antonio or New Orleans, kind of figure himself out, work out a shooting. And you know New Orleans has that shooting coach that f- fixed Lonzo's shot, made him to yeah. a made him to an elite three point shooter, so does that with Simmons and boom, so you know New Orleans could potentially give up one of their smaller you know one of their younger draft picks or guards. They've got some Lakers picks, and those Lakers picks aren't going to be much anymore. But still, they could package something for Ben Simmons. I feel like especially next to Zion, to be an elite presence physically wise. Mm-hmm. I think it would be dope with uh, Ben Simmons next to Zion. Yeah, yeah, that'd be different. That'd then, be then that would classic. right. Then that would allow Simmons to stick in the point guard position. And at, on that team, you know, there's low expectations to actually win. There's a lot less expectations yeah, like, than there no, is in Philly. No one's really gonna care. Right, no one cares if you shoot 0 for 10 on three pointers in a game. You know, you're just trying to figure it out there. You know, obviously Zion is trying to win. And they're trying to win with Zion, and they're trying to keep him there and happy. But, you know, if you can get Simmons to reach his potential, you're going to win games because he's an elite player. He's an all-star. You know, at his best, he's top 15 in the league. 
at best. I would think, at least, you know, yeah, at, yeah. at his very best, you know, if he's playing elite defense, averaging twenty points a game, you know, if he's getting three steals, three blocks a game, averaging twenty points, eight assists, like who doesn't want that? And you know that's his upside. So I would, I would trade. I wouldn't trade for a first round pick, like I said. But if I was New Orleans or somebody like that, I would go for it. Because what do you have to lose? I mean, you're not a playoff team anyway. You only yeah, can get better. You, yeah, they lost what they had. It's just Zion and Brandon. Right. And I think adding Simmons to that would be good. Because then he he would be able to set up both of those guys to allow them both to kind of shine together as opposed to being conflicting. That's true. So, Dude, I got something for you. What you got? What you got? Kawhi Leonard. He just re-signed, didn't he, with the Clippers? I think he declined the option. He declined. I think he declined the player option, but I'm pretty sure that he's going to resign. Like that's. I don't think that's any any question. Um, I don't yeah, know so if I've heard it's come people, out yet though. Yeah, so I've that's what I was going to say. So I've heard people have been saying just nonsense, like he's going to go to like Miami. No, there's no way and he goes to Miami. This is this is what people need to understand is that Kawhi Leonard. When he was on the Spurs, he said to Greg that he want Greg Pop that he wants to go home. He wanted to, uh, Greg Pop to ship him to L.A. to Los Angeles Lakers, so he could be in his hometown. And that was when the Lakers was just like you know that was before LeBron was there. That was like mm-hmm. Alonzo, and um, Greg said no because he didn't want to you know play him in the same division. So they sent him to Toronto. Kawhi stayed there for one year. And then he wanted to go back home. And so, and he finally came to the Clippers. So we can see how hard it was for him to get to Los Angeles. So do people really think that after being there for only two years, he wants to go to the opposite side of the country? Like, we got to realize that NBA people, players, are people too. Right. And like, you know. And Kawhi's going to get, he's going to get a max deal no matter where he goes. Yeah, because the Clippers have literally nothing now. So if they lose Kawhi Leonard, they're, they're going to be the worst franchise in the league for the next ten years. Right. There's there's really no recovering. So like, they would just have to they would just have to accumulate their own draft picks. You know, they would be able to. They, there's nothing they can yeah, do. So like, they're dead set on Kawhi. Like they lost everything right. to get Kawhi Leonard and but, Paul George. Yeah, they even said that off rip whenever they signed whenever they signed Kawhi and they traded for Paul George. That was their thing. Like we're going all in to win. Which, in a way, you feel bad for them because they went all in, but they're all in in a stacked Western Conference, with the Lakers, with the Warriors, yeah. etc. With you know, the you know the Nuggets and the Jazz. They're not like, they're those people that I always think of the, those kind of teams as like, they're the four and five seed every year. They're gonna bring you to six or seven games in a second round series, and they could upset yeah. you, you know. Yeah. They're not going to win a championship, but they could upset a good team and change the whole dynamic of the playoffs. Just like and, Phoenix. You did. know, here's something that I've always like pondered upon the idea of, which is probably never going to happen. But I thought you know this could always be interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that the NBA? I don't know about some other leagues, but the NBA uses the West and East conference thing, where you know there is a line that's almost right down the Mississippi River where, you know, 
All teams on the west side go to the west besides Memphis, and all teams on the east go to the east. Right. And I feel like that creates a problem because in the state of California, for example, there are so many cities that well, create big teams. There's five teams. They've got Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, one more. Can't remember. Um, They've got Los Angeles, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, basically, Sacramento. I think there's one more. Out west, I'm trying to remember. I know in baseball, baseball they got five teams. Yeah, I'm not even gonna so, try and name those off. <laughs> so like, and in the NBA, like, just look at how many of those teams are good. Besides the Kings, every single one of those teams are good. And so that's those are all big markets, and everybody wants to go play there. Yeah. So in the NFL, uh, for example, every single team in California almost is good. Every single team in the MLB, besides like maybe one, is good. And that's why in the NFL and the MLB, they create uh, a conference that is not set on... Geographics. It is like they have the... Yes, they have the NFC where it has just like set picks. So you'll have in the NFC in the football, you'll have a team in Los Angeles and a team in New York that's in the same conference. Oh, okay. They're just randomized it's like a, it's it's the like, central so it's you have your western and you have your eastern and you have your central division which is like yeah a mix of so, two teams so yeah it makes it easier for you know like the nba is the only like league where you'll have one conference that just dominates yeah mlb and the nfl they split it up so it is like you know they're always going to have like if there's two good teams in california for example they might make the finals in two separate sides. Right. And I've always thought maybe the NBA should do that. Lakers-Clippers finals would be kind of dope. Yeah, like that'd be crazy. But right. we'll never get to see that because, you know, we go right off down the Mississippi and everything east is in the east besides Memphis. Right. Another thing to that, though, you said because they're all in California, they're they're better because they have – it's a free agent destination. It's a popular market. Mm-hmm. But you also got to think in, the, you know, the 80s, 90s, it was flipped. The East was the best conference. Yeah. You had yeah, the Bulls, weird. you had the Pistons. You know That was the conference you wanted to be in. You want to play for the East. Yeah. You got the Knicks, the Bulls, the, et cetera. Yeah, New York. You know, which, you know, New York's obviously a higher market. And Chicago then was even I – mean, it's not like a huge market, but it was Michael Jordan. Like you wanted to go play for my, with Michael Jordan. You want to win championships. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just – the thing that is nice about the NBA is that the Western Conference is stacked, but in ten years it's not going to be that way. I bet you yeah, we have a stacked East again. Be gone. Well, the good Western players you'll have Luca, who may or may not leave the Mavericks. You have you know Trey Young plays out East, Jason Tatum plays out East. You know there's there's lots of good talent that it could potentially even up the league, but also there's it's going to be it'll flip every every basically every generation you know because yeah. you know Michael Jordan was East. Kobe was East or Kobe was West. LeBron predominantly was an Eastern Conference dominator. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he Cavs East. So you know Zion New Orleans West. Say if, for example, if he's the next you know big LeBron Kobe MJ type, you know it just switches with each generation. I think, yeah, which is nice because right. you can kind of expect that kind of thing at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we gonna talk about the Lakers? Yes, I like the Lakers, but I also just saw something. Javale McGee signs a one-year, five million dollar deal with the Phoenix Suns. 
Oh, man's gonna back up. He's gonna be backing up DeAndre Ayton, which I think is nice. That's a good pickup. I think it's a great pickup. That's good. Because my thinking is, you know, you have DeAndre Ayton. This man was playing a lot of center minutes. Also, I just I just saw something that you're gonna be kind of sad about. Um, We were just talking about the Bulls depth chart and how Daniel Tice is gonna be a good power forward. Well, yeah. he's going to be a good power forward for the Houston Rockets because he just signed a four-year, $36 million deal. <laughs> so he's going to go to the Rockets. Go, yeah, he's going to let his career die in Houston. Basically, because Houston, I don't even know. But anyway, let's get back to the Lakers and that kind of thing because we just saw a whole bunch of good signings there. They got Trevor Ariza. They got Russell Westbrook with a sign-and-trade. They got um, Dwight Howard came back. I yeah, think so let, let me refresh this page because it yeah, keeps changing. I'm telling I had you, their depth chart pulled up, but now it keeps changing. We gotta refresh and keep keep the updated takes. Free agent center so let's Daniel see Tyson. here. Dang, that's crazy. On ESPN.com, which you know is obviously this isn't gonna stay true for right. the next few months. Uh-huh. But it has their starting five as Russell Westbrook, very oddly Wesley Matthews, LBJ, yeah. Anthony Davis, and Drummond, and on the bench. They oh. got Schroeder, which oh, he's gone. He was, I think he's yeah. Gone. He was he was pretty bad in the playoffs last year. They got Tht, which I think is an excellent role player. Trevor Ariza, Mark Gasol, Dwight Howard. Oh my God, man! And Markeith Morris. Shoot. So that is a they're deep, deep team. They're deep again. Excellent star power. Excellent star power. That's that's the beauty. LeBron's plan is all coming into fruition, I think, is because because you know, like we were talking about earlier, his thing is you get superstars and you'll get guys to take pay cuts to come pay with you, come play with you yep. for a champ. Because you don't go to the Lakers and expect to just be mediocre. You go to the Lakers, take a pay cut, and we're like winning a championship. I could still yep. see Carmelo or maybe even Demar going there. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Well, I heard that the Lakers apparently stopped pursuing Demar. I heard that as well because because they got Westbrook. But I saw another thing. I don't know how true this is, but I saw another thing that Demar, the the teaming up of Demar and Lowry is still, you know, it's still on the table. Hey. So we could see Demar Derozan go back to go to Miami and go back to playing shooting guard like he did in Toronto. Oh man! Could you imagine that? Oh man! It would be next level. Like we, you'd have Lowry, Demar, Jimmy, Bam, and you know, whatever. And then you have you know Duncan and Hero and all those guys. It would be nuts. So let's talk about what we think and a general idea of what we think the standings are going to be uh, next yes. year. Okay, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start out west and then go go to the east. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, out west, so. I'm gonna say number one seed. We're talking regular season. I bet it's either I bet it's either Utah or Denver. Regular season. You know, what? I'm gonna go Denver. Okay. I'm gonna go Denver as a number one seed. And it's okay. gonna be like within one or two games, but they're gonna be with Nikola Jokic coming off of an MVP season. First of all, he's gonna be like a 99 and 2K or whatever, because they always okay. make the MVPs juice in that game. But the Nuggets or the Jazz are my number one seed. Actually, no. I like the Nuggets for the number one seed because they just got some good free agent signings. Nuggets are going to be my number one. What do you think? Well, I'm going to have to agree that Utah will be number one because they are historically in the past four years always been an excellent regular season team. Right. 
I can see that. I got Utah or Denver as number one. And number two, um, you got to go to the Lakers. The Lakers, yeah, they're the number two yep. seed. Like they're not going to go crazy in the regular season because they're they got a ton, a ton of veterans. So they're all going to need time to rest their bodies. So they're not going to go out for the number one seed. They're just going to win games. So yeah. I think Lakers could be a good number two seed. I'm going to take honestly. I could take either Phoenix or Denver or Utah, whoever ends up not being the first seed. Phoenix or one of those guys as the third seed. Yeah, I got Phoenix as three. Phoenix is three. And, and then oh, what's that? Nope. You keep going. You keep going. Okay, so then the fourth seed. If if my Warriors are healthy, I like my Warriors as the fourth seed. Yeah. Because here's my well, here's my reasoning because okay. a lot of people don't have faith in the Warriors and I it drives me nuts. You've got a healthy Stephen Curry basically. Clay's coming back. He may not be back until later. But you got to pay attention to the development that they have put in on Andrew Wiggins. He's a valuable asset for trade, but this dude has developed into an insane two-way player. With Draymond Green at his side, they're going to be a really good defensive tandem. And they're gonna they're gonna have James Wiseman coming back healthy, and he's spent all offseason learning and working out and spending time with Draymond. I like that Draymond has taken Wiseman under his wing, because yeah, Wiseman is gonna turn into a great center because of Draymond. I think. So, yep. and then you've got you've got you know healthy Wiseman. Whatever they end up, I don't think they'll trade. There's all these talks about getting Bradley Beal and whatnot. I think the Wizards are doing a good enough job getting pieces around Beal that will convince him to stay because he wants to be a lifer. Everybody does at a certain time. So they're going to convince him to stay. So the Warriors are going to have Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman. Then they're going to have you know Jonathan Kuminga from the draft. Plus Moses Moody may not play that much, but Kuminga I feel like is going to play right off the bat because he had that year of G League experience. So he's automatically a step ahead. And they got him at seven, which is I think is a steal because he was top four or five prospects. And then they got Looney, Jordan Poole, um, Eric Pascal, and then um, shoot, there's another there's another one I'm forgetting. Um, Nico Mannion. They've got they've got they're gonna have it. It kind of reminds me of the 15, 2015 Warriors, just a little bit younger. Like they have a good depth. But it's instead of veteran depth, it's young, talented depth, you know. So I can see them being a good fourth or fifth seed. Yeah. Well, I was going to have um, Denver at five and then the Warriors at – or Denver at four, the Warriors at five. And then I was going to have the Clippers at six because the Clippers are going to be a great team. They're just quite yeah. going to be out for probably at least all-star break. Yeah. Maybe probably more. Probably, he probably about the whole season. Yeah, and Paul George is gonna have to do a little bit of carrying. I feel like, so that would I feel like that would lead to some sort of lack of success. Still playoff team, obviously, because they're the freaking Clippers, but it's still yeah. gonna be a little tough for him. And then I probably got either Portland or Dallas. You know, yeah, whoever whoever makes it, it's not gonna really matter unless they get someone better. Yeah, I think I think I actually saw something today. It's probably just a rumor with no traction whatsoever. I saw that Milwaukee is trying to make a deal and get Kristaps Porzingis from Dallas. 
Who would they get rid of? Um, I have no idea. They they'd have to give up picks Giannis? and not Giannis. But could you imagine? You could you you could see. Um, I I don't know because they've got Brook Lopez. They've got Giannis. Their bigs are set. You can't play Kristaps at the small forward because why? I don't know. Yeah. That was again just a, a meme page, more or less rumor that I saw. But you, you brought up uh, Portland on the sixth seed or seventh or eighth or whatever. I saw on Instagram a clip of Stephen A. Smith was talking like just today or yesterday. If Damian Lillard gets out of Portland, his number one destination is the New York Knicks. Did you see that? Interesting. Very interesting. So if Dame is if Dame requests a trade from Portland, he wants to go to the Knicks. Which I don't know how many years he has left on his contract. I don't know how much leverage he has in that situation. But I feel like Dame to the Knicks could be good. Because that playoff yeah, push yeah. they had last year, you know, they got Randall, Rose could play the two or come off the bench, and they just brought back their their brought back their depth, essentially. So if you get Dame see, then we could see a three way trade between Chicago New York and Portland mm. to send D Rose there, but that's like you know, that's something that don't ever happen. Right, so and they also they also just there. resigned him, and he's been talking basically all season about resigning with the Knicks because I mean they're a playoff. There was a, there was a fourth seed, and I mean they lost, but you know Randall had a little had a little hiccup. I think it was might have been his first or second ever playoff series, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Probably is like I can't see him being on any other. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. So I mean, I don't really see it, especially now that New York brought back all their depth because they re-signed those guys. Like they won't have as much because they had like a potential of like forty-seven million dollars in cap space to work with, which would have been enough to get Damian Lillard on a trade. But since they re-signed their guys, their cap space is a little bit more limited now. So it could still be possible. If they could scr- scramble together the assets, I think part of the thing is though, um, they would do it, but they don't want to trade like R.J. Barrett because R.J. Barrett would be in that trade for Damian Lillard. He would pretty much have to be. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that would actually happen, but it's it's been known that Damian Lillard would like to play for the Knicks if he were traded. So, all right. So, the East. You said let's go. We did our standings. I'm talking about the East now. So yep. number one seed, I could see it being Milwaukee. Yeah, because agree. coming off the championship, you got a head full of steam. It's I think it's Milwaukee all all day every day. Yep. And then number two, and then I probably got. I pro- oh man. Probably probably Brooklyn. Yeah, I was gonna Again. say Brooklyn would be a good number two. Um, Milwaukee beats them out by like one or two games, I think, just because of their advantage on the defensive end, especially since Jeff Green is a nugget now. I don't think I don't think Brooklyn has enough to stop the the developed Milwaukee Bucks three point shooting squad. Like they've got they've got good shooters, and especially if Giannis keeps working on his shot, come on. So Milwaukee number yeah. one, Brooklyn number two. Um. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Philly doesn't make the playoffs. Well, that's I not can that, see that. I could see it. I can, I can see it. I could see it, but also it's the East. And you have Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. I mean, shoot. It depends on how the rest of the offseason goes because they really could go it could go bad pretty quick, I feel like. 
Yeah. And well, at three for me. Yeah. I got Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Because like my that. Miami, they they don't like the regular season. Man. Oh no, they're, they like, they were in the championship as a fifth seed. Yeah. Like. So I could see I could see Atlanta making a huge splash in the regular season, but say if Miami ends up as the sixth seed, I could see Miami sweeping the Hawks. Oh yeah, for sure. You know if I could, like that seems perfectly realistic to me. If you get Miami at the sixth seed, you know keeping it relaxed in the regular season and just destroying. Because if you beat the third seed, you know you go on to play. I think it's the winner of four five or something. Um. Or seven two. Yeah, seven two. Yeah, so you'd play Brooklyn. I would love to see Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo go up against KD Kyrie Harden. Do you yeah. know how scrappy that game would be? The Heat culture would come out in that game, and they would put KD Kyrie and Harden to shame. They may not win the series because just offensive superpower is insane, well, but I'm th- it would be being insane. Dead serious, man. I don't know who's one in the East. I don't know either. It's crazy because if you can keep the Nets healthy, I really feel like there's realistically no way to stop them. Because you can't win a game if the opponent is scoring 160 points a game. <laughs> because you, 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 there was just this just this year, like in the 15 or so games, KD, Kyrie, and Harden all played together. They combined for like 100. Something points. There was a game yeah. they all combined for like 120 or 110 or something. And if you have three so, guys doing that, you can't win. Like, there's no way to beat that. Like, I genuinely just don't know. Right. There's obviously like the a lot Bucks, of good guesses out there, though. The Bucks, man, they're good. And the Heat, they're going to be good. Right. Like, I just don't know. And, like, I really don't. Right. And there's still... Lots of things to be done, trades and signings to be made in the offseason because, like, it's the first three hours of free agency. Oh, yeah. So we're not even close to the end. And then you'll have trades. A lot of, like, once free agency ends, there'll be a lot more trades happening. So then, like, I mean, in the West, you got a pretty good Lakers. I mean, I've said said that for the past four years just because they're my (laughs) team. But, like, if I can pick a year. Out of any of the years where I was most confident, this at year. this moment in time in free agency, this year I would pick the Lakers over any of those other years. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the bubble year, it was the bubble, and they had mm-hmm. depth. I think this year's depth is better than that year's depth Yeah. as of right yep. now. As of right now. Because yep. I think people forget how how talented Trevor Ariza is scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. He's a good scorer, especially off your bench. And, you know, he could be one of those guys that plays 10 minutes a game, but in those 10 minutes gives you six points. Yep. You know, he could be one of those guys that comes in for a spark and then goes. And they lost yep. Alex Caruso, which is tough. Honestly, yeah, that that's tough for them. But that, you know, he was making $4 million or something whenever he played for them. He was making a nice little yep. chunk of change. So if they get that off their book, I bet they could bring in a veteran, another veteran guard. Anthony. What's that? Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Exactly. You know what you what you lose with Caruso offensively and defensively, you get back with Carmelo not Garrett. as much on the defensive end, but PJ Tucker signs two year fifteen million dollar with the Heat. You're joking. PJ Tucker? Nope. Yep. <laughs> oh He just won a championship. Oh. 
Dude, he fits the dude, heat. That, dude, that's the power forward. I was bro, talking about. Like, he fits the power heat. forward. Oh, he fits the heat culture too. This and man he is, is the nasty. grind grit coach. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so <laughs> we're looking at a starting lineup of Kyle Lowry, um, Duncan Robinson. Unless they get DeRozan, then it'll be Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo, with what? Tyler Hero off the bench and Kendrick Nunn and Kendrick Nunn and potentially Duncan Robinson all off the bench. Dude. And you know, you know who PJ, you know what PJ Tucker is known for. You know what he's known for. What's that? Stopping Kevin Durant. He's yeah. known for stopping Kevin Durant. Oh my! So goodness, you get you bro. get him on Kevin Durant. You get Jimmy on James Harden. You get Lowry on Kyrie. Dude, that's a nice team, bro. That is a nice Heat team. Oh man, that just got interesting. And Tucker's off okay. of off a, hey, fresh off a championship, dude. dude. <laughs> They're they're beating the Bucks, man. Bro, That's the that factor. Heat team, it might be Lakers Heat 2.0. It's my way too early prediction is Lakers yeah. Heat. Yeah, way too early, Bruh. but still, man. That's so crazy. And Jimmy Butler, oh. I, I know, I, I know everybody in our friend group hates when I ride Jimmy Butler, bro. But, you, but he is justified. a dog, man. Dude, he is a dog. I swear. Oh man, but you got he got hurt. Oh, dude. You got to think the amount of twice. tampering that had to go into that, though, honestly. <laughs> There's yeah, so probably. much tampering. But, I mean, at this point, shoot. It's just interesting. It's good news. P.J. Tucker to the heat. That's the beauty That's of this crazy. because we could just be sitting here talking and all of a sudden, boom, there's a signing. Two-year, $15 million deal. Their closing five, NBA in-depth post, their closing five currently looks like Lowry, Robinson, Butler, Tucker, Adebayo. <laughs> Uh, Dude, talk oh about closing God. games, clutch shooting, bro. Oh no, that might be. We'll have to adjust our standings now. <laughs> that might be. And bro, the, the best... funny thing is, Shh. best starting lineup. That might be one of if, especially if they can swing a deal for DeRozan somehow. Which I don't know how they have any money left, but if they can, shoot. Bro, and the great, the beauty of that team right now is that not a single player on there like feels like they have to be the man. None of them. Not a single one has an ego. Kyle Lowry yep. was second to DeRozan, was second to Ka- Kawhi. Jimmy Butler's obviously the man. Like, of that team, Jimmy Butler's the man. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's the man, but he He'll do like, it with everybody else. He, he'll get yeah. in the mud with everybody else. Bam like, is... Like we, when we oh. see that game where he had like 20, 10, and 10... Yeah. See, there was that one like, game. That it was him. He had a triple-double. Duncan Robinson had a triple-double. Um, one other Bam guy had... had Bam had a triple-double. And, and Tyler and Hero... Tyler had, like, 30 points. It was, like, 30, 30, 30. And then, like, 10, 10, 10, 11, 11. Like, it was insane. There was, like, three triple-doubles. <laughs> and, like, Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn had a 30-point game. Like, you're going to have the most team-centric team. That team's going to the finals. I can't like it's because you you know who, I think in twenty twenty who thought the it's Heat crazy was how going. much of a difference PJ Tucker can make but honestly me honestly I mean, I know besides you but like in the in, realistically <laughs> in twenty twenty dude I had a calling that was crazy I remember you called that in like when we were just playing fantasy basketball at the beginning of the year you were like yeah Heat's going to the finals but the thing is who thought in twenty twenty the Heat was going to the finals like 
maybe one percent of people thought they were going. What was the best team? What was not the, even that, man. Technically, who was the best well, team on paper that year? 20? What? Probably the in the in the East, probably the Bucks. Yeah. So it was supposed to be a Lakers Bucks finals, but then it was Lakers and, and the Celtics and the Raptors both was like everybody thought the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Sixers would beat out the Heat. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's a dog, and now they've got Kyle yeah. Lowry, who's a dog. They've got Bam Adebayo, who's a dog. PJ, PJ Tucker, who's PJ a dog. Tucker's a dog, bro. That's gonna and then, be. And then you got freaking you got Duncan, who's just a nice young fella. Dude, you know what? It's gonna be it's gonna be raps if the Heat somehow managed to sign like Patrick Beverly or something. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's like the grittiest team ever. This is gonna be like. <laughs> The 2016 Grizzlies, but in 2022. But better. Oh, my God. And better, yeah. And much better. I think talent-wise, this team has them trumped, like, in every category. Maybe besides Gosh, rebounding. Man. But, dude, just one little tiny signing just made holy uh-huh. crap. Just changed the entire now, climate of the We Eastern can't Conference. get our hopes up. We can't get our hopes up because, you know, no. Brooklyn just might say, yeah, we got uh, Nikola Jokic. There's no way they would have to trade like. <laughs> but you never know. They would have to trade Kevin Durant. They would have to. Like, there's no way. <laughs> oh my god, man, that's uh, like, absolutely nuts. Or Giannis might just go, yeah, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I'm taking like, my talents. Know, to, if I was Giannis, I would take my talents to Dallas. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Or if I was Jokic, I would take my talents to Dallas. Could you imagine? Yo, uh, Luca is. He's a good player, man. He is a dog. Luca's one of those. I really feel like people are going to want to go play with Luca. I mean, Dallas isn't the destination for anybody, but they're going to people are going to see and they're going to want to go play with Luca to win games because if once LeBron is out of the league and that Lakers team kind of falls apart, the West is wide open. Especially mm-hmm. once the Warriors get older, the West is wide open. But this dude, there's so much in free agency that just happens like on the spot and it's like, "Whoa, now, I had a question here, and I want to get your opinion on this. So, they re-signed Chris Paul to a $120 million deal. They also re-signed Campaign, his backup, for it was like a three-year $19 million deal or something. So, with those guys back, they also got JaVale McGee, and I think they signed one more person. But, do you think that the Suns... Stand a chance to run it back to the finals against a healthy Western Conference. Do they? Do you think they have even a remote chance? Yeah. Yeah. To go back yeah. all the way to the finals. Well, the thing is, is I truly think that if you make it to the playoffs, anything can happen. True. But being realistic, maybe. <laughs> um, the Lakers. That's in their own division. The Clippers are in their own division. It's just, it's going to be rough for them to do that. They got the Warriors to face. Yeah. Probably not. I'd probably see them as a first to second round exit. Yeah, it depends on how their seeding ends up. Because if, you know, if, say, the Suns end up as three or four, they'll have to go against... They, I could see them being a second round exit. Because basically the top three teams in the West are going to win. I think, you know, you'll have the first seed will beat the eight seed. You know, Utah is going to beat Dallas, or they're going to beat Portland. And then L.A. or whoever. You know, I think top three is going to win. So if Phoenix can get into the top three or even top four, I feel like they would win. And they'd get to the second round, 
but then it would get a little dicey. You have I feel yeah, like just... next year we're gonna have a lot of second round seven game series. Yeah, but we had some good series this year. That's like, true. Um, in terms of the West, besides obviously, I'm not trying to discredit what the Suns did this year. They obviously got away with some injuries being on some other teams. I'm not mm-hmm. discrediting them. Right. But I'm not just saying the Lakers either. Like the Clippers, they probably would have won it, won it all probably if Kawhi Leonard did not get hurt. See, people keep saying the Clippers, and I'm just like, I'm not that high on the Clippers, honestly. It's it's I don't more know, of man. a. I just I just might like Kawhi a lot, but see, I like Kawhi as well, but I just feel like a lot. See, you get these good teams, right? These championship teams. Look at the last few. Okay, you have. Except for this year, you have Giannis. There's like, what's the star point guard on the Bucks? Who was their star point guard? Oh, I like, guess. Uh, or who was their starting point guard? I'll say that way. I, I sometimes <laughs> Divincenzo. See, I thought he was hurt. He's been hurt, so he didn't play in the finals. So, but is it Drew? Oh, I, duh! I can't even. Believe, I forgot about Drew Holiday. Of course, or, it was or Drew is he Holiday. Guard. No, it was he was he was a point guard, I think. But I forgot all about Drew Holiday. So my bad. But um, you know, you have him running the offense. You know, obviously Giannis is scoring forty points a game, but you know, you have your star point guard. The year before you have the Lakers, LeBron's your point guard. Let's be real. Year before that, you have Kyle Lowry. Year before that, you have Stephen Curry. And the year before that, Stephen Curry. You know, you have all these good teams winning championships with elite point guards. And it might just be a coincidence, but, you know, I feel like that's kind of why a team kind of like um, whoever we were just talking about. Clippers. Clippers. To me, who's our starting point guard? Like, freaking Patrick Beverly? Well, technically, I think it's Reggie Jackson. Reggie right Jackson. Now. He's, to me, you know, you have the elite of the, the, the elitist of the elite forward defensive tandem they have paul george and you have Kawhi Leonard, but neither one of them are really the facilitator you don't have like a facilitator you know nope. reggie right. jackson takes a big shot he can take a big shot but is he like the facilitator you, you have to have a guy that can have the ball in his hand at all times but make stuff happen like a lebron yeah. or like a drew every, Holiday. yeah every team needs one right and so that's like, why that's part of why i don't really feel too highly about the clippers because they, they have talent they have a ton of talent but you're going to get outplayed as a whole. You're going to get outplayed by, you know, Russell Westbrook and the Lakers with LeBron. You're going to get outplayed by Phoenix with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You know, you're going to get outplayed by those teams because they are more savvy. Whereas the Clippers are like, let's lock them down and see if we can score. Whereas it's like, let's, you know, facilitate around them and beat them strategically as opposed to defend them. Which obviously defense is a great, you know, defense wins championships, but... You have to have the elite playmaking to go along with that, I feel like. Which is why I don't feel like the Clippers are going to win in the Kawhi PG era. Maybe not. I mean, I definitely got the Lakers this year. Like, oh, yeah. Pe- people say stuff about the Lakers this year so far. About them not being able, they won't be able to, you know, how do I wear this? Defenses will just crunch down and not really even guard the perimeter that much. Right. Because the Lakers don't have a good three-point shooter. And that's true, but the Lakers will be playing some old-school basketball where they just say, I'm going to go to the paint, and you're going to try to stop me. Right. 
and, and you know you have Dwight Howard any, now. Yeah, is there any team that's going to be able to stop people going into the basket like Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and Andre Drummond? See, that's a great point because can you stop? You can never stop a Russell Westbrook or a LeBron with a full head of steam. They're going to exactly. penetrate. They're going to penetrate, and if they don't penetrate. You'll have a big body Drummond or a big body Howard or a big body Davis to score in the paint. So like they they might only put up two points a game. I mean, no, not two points a game. Two points every possession. Hey, but if you can do that probably, at a sixty-five percent yeah. clip, I'll take it. Exactly, and they're all effective. Like people knock Westbrook oh, yeah. for not being effective. That's his three. His regular field goal percentage. He is an effective scorer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and he's a he's a good mid-range shooter. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. You can space the floor with, especially with the with the group he has around him. You have guys in the paint. You have a LeBron as a shooter. If you get Carmelo, you have a shooter. You don't need Russell Westbrook to shoot threes, but if he's open, he can make them. We've seen him do it. So yeah, and like, that. if they keep, if they keep Dennis Schroeder, he can make a three. Right. DHT can make a three. Trevor Ariza can make a three. Right. Mark Saul can make a three. Mark I Gasol mean, is an underrated shooter. Mark Saul is, and Anthony yeah, Davis like, can make threes too. Yeah, he just shot like poorly last year. They're obviously not elite three-point shooters, but they can make a three. Right. Russell Westbrook can make a three. I know it's crazy to some people that he can do that, but he right. can make a three thirty percent of the time. People people always forget LeBron was the best three-point shooter on that team last year, shooting only thirty-four percent or something. So LeBron yeah. can make threes, and especially as he ages, his game is going to get further and further away from the basket. And, you know, I I used to say last year and the year before that, the Bucks won't ever win because they don't got good three-point shooters. And they got that, and they won. Exactly. This is the one situation, I think, hardly ever in basketball where I would say that they don't need three-point shooters. Right. Because you just have... Well, first of all, their, their whole philosophy is we're going to get stars, we're going to get veterans that want to win and know how to play the right way. They don't, they don't need the ball. They will play a team brand of basketball. So if they all can come up, they're going to have some good chemistry, I feel, this year. they're going to Obviously, the beginning, there's going to be hiccups and there's going to be rough patches, working Westbrook into the system and working in at everybody. But with all that veteran, the veteran players, like they're going to be something else because they're going to play a very old-school, savvy brand of basketball, I think. They're going to be very oh, yeah. savvy. That's a good word yep. for it. Very, very true. And, I mean, they have THT, who's like 23, 22. He's like 21, 22 years old. And, you know, he's a restricted free agent, so somebody could get him if they wanted him bad enough. I don't see it happening, but in the event that it happens, it happens. So they're going to be an old yep. team. They're going to have age. Like, they're going to have a lot of 30-plus-year-olds. Because they've got Westbrook, who's like 31, 32. LeBron's 36. AD is, what, like 26, 27, 28. But then they got um, Gasol, who's 34. Drummond's upper 20s. They'll have Trevor Ariza, who's 30-something. Carmelo, who's 30-something. And they're still filling out those spots. Dwight? Yeah. It's going to be a... They're going to be almost... They're going to be kind of on that the Miami Heat trajectory where they play a really gritty brand of basketball. They're going to be great. Yeah, man, I, I love that. Wow. There's just a lot of a lot of game-changing 
things that have happened just in the last three hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think, I think, um, I think Chris Paul retires with the Suns. Back to the Phoenix conversation, you know, he signed that like, like that long term deal. I think he retires with Phoenix. He makes you know one or two more good runs in the playoffs and then retires with Phoenix. Um, other than that, I think that's that's all the stuff I have written down. So if what is do you have anything else you would want to talk about? No, we pretty much covered everything I had to say. Yeah, at least you know at least for today because there's there's you know obviously free agency it's like a two week long ordeal and there's going to be a lot of minimum deals getting signed, which I feel like during the back end of free agencies when the Lakers are going to make a lot of their big moves. Or they're they're under the radar, underrated type moves. You know they're gonna get a lot of veteran minimum guys. Yep, I could definitely see that. But I think so far in the first three hours of free agency, it's been kind of insane. And you know, there's a lot of good takes to be had, lots of potential, lots of questions up in the air. But um, I think that's about all we've got for today. Any, any closing statements, any words of wisdom, Eli, you would like to give to the wonderful people that have listened today? Uh, just got to say, Heat and Lakers, man. Heat Lakers. We're, okay, so we're, we're putting it on stone here. We're calling it? Are we yeah. calling Heat Lakers 20, 2022 finals? Un- unless something crazy happens, Heat and Lakers. Heat right, Lakers. Right now. All right. I could see it. I could definitely see it. We're going to have a rematch of the bubble. And see, this is going to be a good one because, because you'll get the bubble matchup, but post-bubble. Yeah. So you, it'll be real deal, a hundred percent, like yep. how it'll go, and it would be a really good, you know, five, six, seven game series. I feel like. But with all of that, um, thanks Eli a ton for coming on with me, man. It's been a great conversation. Um, this is for sure the longest podcast I've done because it's just it's I could go on for hours yeah, and hours and hours. like Dude, that, man. It you just, you could just go, and especially since it's free agency, it's like it's all coming in. There's new stuff coming in every few minutes. Like you're getting updates all the time. So, but. Super awesome talking, man, and there's going to be a lot more. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to let me know in the comments or leave a review wherever you're listening to this or watching this. But thanks again, man, for coming on. It's been great. And everybody out there, I hope you all enjoyed. And if you did, if you're on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment down below your thoughts. Also, subscribe to the channel for more. Um, Let me know if you like the basketball talk style of show because this is the first basketball podcast I've done. So let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you want to see more kind of like this, me talking about different things, having people on, talking with them about it. But um, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And without further ado, guys, this has been Gary the Bear. Thank you for watching another episode of the Gary the Bear Show or listening, whatever you're doing. And I'll see you all again next time. Peace.